whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we are here we to, are rant, here and to rave. rant and rave. Yay! Fresh Jessica. back from PA. We just got back to LA. <laughs> uh, what a trip that was. I mean, I guess I could ask you, how was your week? But I spent a lot of it with you. I loved it. We got to be together for 48 hours of fun. I was going to try to make everything start with an F. I don't need to. We had a blast. No. (laughs) We're in love with State College, Pennsylvania, with Happy Valley, the area, with Happy Valley Improv, and with the town of State College where Penn State University is. Holy cow. We're going to talk enough about words. it throughout the show. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. Such a special experience. Um, for those of you who don't follow our social media, Jessica and I traveled to State College, Pennsylvania this weekend mm-hmm. and did a live recording of our podcast. It was an improv festival. I was asked to teach a workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went ahead and got a grant to fly Jessica out and put her up for the weekend so that we could close out the festival with a live recording. And so it was so beyond special. Like, I, like we have to keep our show tight today because Jessica has to work. But part of me wonders, like, if we should just keep the whole top of this just talking about our experience. Yeah, so. <laughs> 100%. That was our Maybe. week. I mean, the rest of it's inconsequential. It's not inconsequential, but who cares about running around and all the crazy stuff? But... There will be other stuff was, on the horizon. We both yes. will be working and doing some acting stuff that we'll tell people about after this episode. But other than that, we spent it in having joy at the improv festival. Yes. yes. Uh, I had, I have never had such a huge class before. I had 30, uh, almost 30 people in my class. It's crazy. Um, crazy. And it was bonkers because I didn't really know what was, sometimes I think I just get like, that weird, you know, that behavior, I think everyone, well, maybe only crazy people like me can relate mm-hmm. to this. Um, that feeling when you're dreading something, so you almost would rather not know than yes. to actually just find out the information you need. So yes. I was a little bit insecure that no one was going to sign up for my workshop. And I don't know why, because that's literally never happened to me in my entire career. <laughs> <laughs> But I was, I know, but I get nervous about it. And so I was like, either I'm going to have almost no one in my class or I'm going to have a huge class. I just felt that in my bones. I knew it (laughs) was going to be one way. And instead of asking, I was like, I guess I'll just be surprised. And I prepared for both ways, the structure Mm -hmm. of my class, because I thought I was going to have Jessica there. (laughs) (laughs) so i set up my exercises and stuff in case i had a huge class that jessica would get one group started as i was checking Mm -hmm. out one group and then we'd swap and everybody had plenty of time to get up on stage and try out the exercises well jessica what happened (laughs) well you guys i'll keep this short and sweet and you really missed out (laughs) no one's gonna be surprised no (laughs) one's gonna be surprised (laughs) Your it's travel true. juju. I I told Jessica when beyond. when we can get when we can get together here in LA soon. I am going to sage the crap out of her because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, I will say this, and I'm not kidding. If it was going to happen to anyone, and let alone to one of the two of us, I'm glad it happened to me because you had to teach, and you did a show, and you did our podcast recording. This was the first time. Normally when I'm at festivals, I'm doing what Dana's doing. I just got to go and literally (laughs) have fun, watch some shows, enjoy the day with everyone as we did. But in the evening, I just got to show up and have a blast recording our podcast. So 
Yes. Me being late didn't hinder anything because like if it had been you, no. you would have missed your class. Like I would have missed my you class. could have missed yeah. your show, like all this stuff. So anyways, of course, when you're flying into a tiny town, I'll take it any day. The airport's this big. What a pleasure. I know. You Tight. get there literally 45 minutes before you take off. You're in security in two seconds. And now you're at the gate. And now the plane's leaving. Right. Yes. You have to walk out on the tarmac to get on the plane. However, when we're dealing with little airports and little towns like State College, there's only a certain amount of places that even fly in there. And it's on the There's no room for error. Planes. No. So I landed. My flight leaving L.A. was severely delayed and there was an alarm going off in LAX from the minute I walked in it was that so video. shrill isn't that it video insane you, you posted on Instagram I was like good lord I can't even listen to that <laughs> right it was so shrill and I'm like this is the kind of stuff you guys you've heard it from me before but where I'm like am I going crazy like why wasn't anyone else as enraged and as incensed as me but I, that that alarm was about to put me over the edge. It went yep. off for like an hour. You could hear it through <laughs> the entire terminal. It was so high pitched. Oh my god! So I decided I'm like, ah, the flight's late leaving. I'm fine. I'm not gonna worry. I have plenty of time. They always make up time in the air. Blah blah blah. Well, when you got an hour layover anywhere let alone an airport like chicago o'hare maybe the busiest airport in the world next to atlanta yeah <laughs> um those terminals are going to take you 20 minutes to walk between them as yeah is. when i landed it said you have a 17 minute walk to your next gate <laughs> okay yeah so i will leave it at this because i don't want to get angry because i had too much fun this weekend but there was three people talking at my gate three People who worked for my airlines, United. Yeah, there I said it. Um, it was like a uh, SNL or even a Tracy Ullman TSA sketch. They couldn't be bothered, couldn't be stopped yeah. talking. It was three women that wouldn't come up for air. And I said, excuse me. And one of them turned and glared at me with such disgust. And I had tears in my eyes. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm frantic. My flight is about to leave. What can I do? Can you call the gate and tell them I'm on the way? She goes, when's your flight? And I told her, knowing it was already bored and all that. She goes, you got eight minutes. Guess you better run. They could what? have called a cart for you. We saw all those carts running when we came back home. They could have driven you over there. That was a moment where I'm telling you, I went from zero to 100. And I was like, I'm going to walk away right now because I'm going to lose it. Like, I thought that I might become unhinged, which I've never done in public, but I'm like, this is one of those times where I could become unhinged. So I left, I resorted myself to the fact that there was nothing I could do. And then I went up to the gate, I mean, to the customer service desk, four terminals away. And they're like, well, we've booked you on the 2.15 flight. I'm like, oh no, no, it's 7am. I said, I want to get there like now, like the next week is like, I don't think you understand. That's the only flight. I said, well, I don't think you understand Then we need to find another <laughs> airline. And she said, and I don't think you understand that we're the only airline that flies there from Chicago. <laughs> so y'all, I had a did you Did you hours. understand then? Did you understand uh -huh. at that point? Yeah. <laughs> sure did. Well, it was, I, I hope, not speaking for you, but I think the trip was so amazing and there were so many surprises. Oh, yeah. Uh, that it made up for it. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, all I will say, because I'm going to turn it over to Dana so she can uh, also discuss the surprises that happened. Um, but... The only reason why I was upset and annoyed, seriously, I mean, nobody wants to sit in a freaking airport for six hours, but I just wanted to get to that town. And once I saw it, I knew I was right. I wanted to spend every waking minute there. I wanted to be able to I know. go to the tour of the local creamery and creamery, things like that. Yeah. But yeah, a little whatever, bit, I, I had kept a blast. Saying, <clears throat> I kept saying a little bit, I'm worried that you want to move there now. Um, you were pretty obsessed <laughs> with that. I was. Because... You know what I instantly thought? I was like, oh, man, she could move here and make joms. <laughs> joms. 
I will tell you, <laughs> State College Pennsylvania gave me hope for America. I mean it. That's a very so much bold love in that to town. Make. I mean it. it. It really fantastic, idyllic in the best way. Not creepy. Yes. Not manufactured. No. Uh, I don't know. It was just a real little slice of slice of heaven in good old Pennsylvania. I loved it. Yeah. So thank it was you. Gorgeous. Ah, thank you to James and Kimberly Tierney for yeah. having us, hosting an incredible festival, your entire community, all the Improv Utopia people that were there. We love oh seeing God, you. Yes. Uh, I'm going to stop babbling. Please tell everyone about um, so, the first surprise, which happened in your workshop. So I show up to teach my workshop and everybody's milling around i'm a little overwhelmed at seeing how many now knowing how many people right. were going to be in my class when i could have just asked and never did um so i'm getting my notes together and there is um i'm i assumed a couple sitting in the front row uh mm -hmm. an an uh older black gentleman and a woman with him and i I'm not a normal human. So, of course, I just start doing bits with them, you know, like a cheese ball. I was like, well, it looks like we're the only three that are taking class today. No, I mean, <laughs> there's 30 people there, you know, just trying to like, do weirdo human doesn't know how to connect. These mm -hmm. people are just having to stare at me. Better make a joke that doesn't make sense. So... <laughs> <laughs> The gentleman says to me, oh, hi, Jessica. And I remember thinking, why would he think I'm Jessica? Didn't he sign up for my class? But it was such a <laughs> micro, such a micro thing. And I said, because I said, oh, no, I'm Dana. And he goes, he stood up and reached his hand out, came towards the stage and said, I'm all. And just the all, that's a L sound for, for those not watching. For those not watching, and then also an apology to those who are, because you probably didn't want to see the underside of my tongue so much. But um, when he said the L, I said, Lennis, and burst into tears. Now, for those of you who are OG listeners, we have talked about Lennis for years. Years. He is a listener of the podcast. He is a supporter of my career. Mm -hmm. um, he's so genuine and lovely. He... He sees retired who's in my life. Fireman, retired firefighter. firefighter. He sees who's in my life, and he starts supporting them as an individual. He started mm -hmm. following you. He follows my friend Kate and her career. Uh, he knows about, you know, from listening to the podcast, our families. Mm -hmm. He's sent us gifts. But the thing we love the most about Lennis is he doesn't speak about it, but it slips out here and there mm -hmm. all of the ways that he gives back to the world. Yes with his time, with his care, with his kindness. He volunteers at different places. That's where he met his girlfriend. So anyway, mm -hmm. this man traveled from North Carolina so to Penn State College, Pennsylvania, signed up for my workshop. He and his lady both participated in my Unreal. workshop. Mm -hmm. Then they went to the creamery tour. They checked out the city. The entire community there embraced them like family. They were at mm -hmm. the after parties. Like, I love it. It was insane. But the problem was, here I was so emotional, so excited, and who do I want to tell first? Uh... Of course, Jessica. No, he wants it to be a surprise. Because he had been communicating with the theater and stuff to keep it a surprise for love. Him. So I spent the entire day Saturday with Jessica not able to tell her that Linus was there. <laughs> and I already knew she was so excited because our friend Jill was coming from Canada. Yes, from Montreal. Yes. So Saturday night was so special. Um, I talk about it in the episode, which we will, we do have the episode recorded on video mm -hmm. and we'll have audio. Um, but I talked about it the night that we did our live recording uh, three years ago on that day was when I lost my mama. So it was a really hard decision for me to even go there to participate. Yes. And, you know, it was so special. It was such a beautiful weekend. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. the community embracing our friends, us getting to meet our friends for the first time in person. Because right. I believe both Linus and Jill listened to my other podcast, mm-hmm. Absolute Worst Podcast. And so this is years long of friendship that's been building. Like yes. Jill and I were laughing because at one point a couple of months ago, I realized somehow I wasn't following her on Instagram. And I was like, how's mm-hmm. that possible? I literally know everything going on with her. And it was because <laughs> I talked to you and we yes. talk about her, you know, so totally. I just started following her. But but it's like knowing these people for years and yet never having met them in person. Exactly. It, it just was so special. And then Those on top of that, on top of that, uh, I love performing. I love it. It mm-hmm. is such a high for me. It is such a pleasure, such a joy. And mm-hmm. I don't get to do it a lot anymore because I'm a mom, you know, in during the TV season, Dan Tipton works very crazy hours. And so I got to perform on Saturday night and, you know, I'm not doing it every week like I used to. So I was a little bit like, well, let's see what happens because I was getting on stage with what, five other people, three other that you've never met before that I've never met I mean, before in my life. Uh, I met them 20 minutes before we hopped up on stage. And honestly, (laughs) I had the time of my life. They were brilliant. I was on the wings clapping and hooting. They were so funny to me. Um, And hopefully I did an okay job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hilarious. So that was fun too. Anyway, just a really special. I'm sure things will pop up here and there that we remember we'll share with you. But thank you again to State College Pennsylvania, the the Blue Brick Theater, James. Um, Johnny, what's Johnny's company? Because we need oh to God, shout him yes. out. Uh, we would like to give an extra, extra special thank you to John Baker. Um, he is an Emmy Award winning editor, producer, director, multimedia production, Penn State University, Blue White Media, and Relic Hearts. You can go to his website, johnblairbaker.com. He is located in State College, Pennsylvania. When our friend James reached out to him to say, hey, uh, do you have any mics? And like I asked for some things and he goes, uh, how about I come in and produce the podcast? And he was like, what? So <laughs> we got uh, somebody who does this for a living to come and set up everything for us. And it was absolutely incredible. And he sent us the file when we were sitting on our layover. At the airport. Like, he just sent us our show already less than 24 hours later. You are a rock star, sir. Oh, my God. So amazing. And he also has a podcast that James is going to be on. So when that yes. when the, I think they're recording this week, I think. So whenever that mm-hmm. happens, too, we'll be sharing that link with you. So you guys exactly. can listen and everything. Um, maybe find a new podcast you like. Exactly. And All we right, just Jessica. want to say again, the fact that two people that – we have gotten to know online over the years. And again, like Dana said, have truly become friends. Um, yeah. I've never understood that because I was never like uh, in online chat rooms. I never did online dating, anything like that. So at first it was weird to me and I was like scared. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Well, yeah. I we communicate with them sometimes on a daily basis. But on a regular yeah. basis, they've gotten to know us. We've gotten to know them. It was beyond, beyond incredible to meet Lennis and Jill in person. Yes. Jill drove eight and a half hours from Montreal. Uh, special hat tip to you, milady, for sitting at the border for four and a half hours. Four trying and to a get half hours. Through customs after an eight and a half Ugh. hour drive. Oh, my God. Um, she brought us Canadian treats. She brought us Canadian yes. potato chips and coffee crisps and aero bars. Oh my God. You so know us good. All too well. So, <laughs> and Lennis flew from North Carolina. Come on, you guys. It was so incredibly overwhelming. And again, it could have been. And it felt more like special. we had known them for all of our lives forever. There was yeah. no weirdness or like, no. we have some awkwardness now. I told Lennis last night, I said, I have one regret, and it's that I didn't get to spend more time with you. And being the same consummate gentleman that he is, he said, you ladies are professionals and you were there on business. And I respect and know that I'm like, of course he does. He's so still, I I could have hung out with you both all night. Oh, so lovely. I I, I told Dan Tipton, I said, when I said goodbye to him, I got emotional and I hugged him a little Mm. too long because I was like, am I ever going to see this man again? I know. 
And he's magical. So, weird. of course, I heard what he said to you. He goes, you never know where people may turn up. I know. I just God. love them both. I, You know, and, and, and of course, we'd love them to come visit us. And here's, you know, I don't think Jill would mind us sharing this. You know, she admitted to us that she would be nervous to, to come see yeah. us mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, in America. You know, yep. State College is a small, pretty open-minded, protected kind of, you know, it, it was a very, uh-huh. we could walk the streets at night and it wasn't, except for that one purge moment. Yep. There was never any scaries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I put my, my arm towards Jessica to stop her like a mama bear because there was this noise that we could not identify in so the alley. Scary. It ended up just being a guy on his bike with a boombox. I don't know if he was listening to like EDM music or what, but it was purge-like. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise it was very safe but anyway i understand her saying that and it's so yes. heartbreaking and mm-hmm. if i may veer a little bit and then i swear to god yes. i'll shut up um you know my son his school experienced their first uh, lockdown today today um, <laughs> and the shooting didn't happen at his school but it was right across the street from his school mm-hmm. and they had found the shooter in fact i don't think they have yet and so, even though I know that my son, I'm sorry, even though that I know my I'm son was sorry. safe and the cops were everywhere, it breaks my heart that we are now going to have to talk to him and explain what that was about and why. Yep. And he already knows that we are getting him a phone and he needs to learn to use it before he starts middle school. And I haven't exactly explained why, but that's exactly why. Mm-hmm. And so now that's going to have to be a conversation. And I just can't believe that I have a child who's now experienced that. And it wasn't traumatic for him. It was just like we have to go to the auditorium. But it's traumatic to me that he had to live through that and that he doesn't even understand how abnormal and terrifying that is. Yes. Um. So anyway, I'm sorry I veered into that. It's. Not I have to admit all. today has been an emotional day for my family. Yes. Um, There's some other stuff going on as well. So I'm a little sensitive. (laughs) But anyway, you know, this weekend could have been even harder. And spending Mm -hmm. it with you and this town of amazing people where it almost feels pretend. And our friends coming to support us from Canada and North Carolina. We live in L.A. We all met up in Pennsylvania. Like it was just I just feel like the universe was taking care of me and. I was where I needed to be, and then also prepping me for today. It's been a, a hard day. Um, so anyway, I get why she wouldn't want to come see us. Yeah. I, I said I said this that weekend. I said, this town is giving me hope for America. I, I really meant it. it. I can't say enough about, yeah, I felt like I was in a bubble. But that's, again, yeah. the beauty of being around an institution of learning you get academics, you get artistic yes. people, you get open-minded people, you get diversity, like you get all so of that. Much so there's something very so special. Much. Yeah, it was special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And congratulations to James and Kimberly and their crew, their company. For and the Blue Brick Theater. Yes. yes. It's, it's amazing. And they work with the community so much, so much. Mm-hmm. Um. Jessica, I feel like Dana. we talked yeah. too long about how special our our trip was. Maybe we should no. just do one rant, one rant this week. No, so we make we're sure fine. To... Are you sure? <laughs> I promise we're fine. Okay, I worry about time because you know me; I won't shut up. Yeah. Um, you're you're up first for rants if you want to start. So, uh, something that was very fun about our show, uh, amazing to a do something live and to a packed house. It was really thrilling. Yeah. Uh, for many reasons. And we had the luxury of getting to ask our live audience to provide the rants for the show. And we went through several of them because we wanted to include it since they were live and in the house. But as promised, we have a good bit of rants that we're not able to get to. So we're going to do some of them today. I love it so much. (laughs) Right? The previous owners of my condo did a terrible DIY renovation. When we moved... The large piece of furniture they offered to leave for us, we discovered the baseboard was not complete and the floorboard did not even reach the wall. 
Oh my god. They super glued various items to keep them intact. We also discovered various incomplete things, including a large hole over the refrigerator that had been hidden by a decorative item. All this has led to needing a lot more fixed, but we have a lot more to do and also have a kid due in July. I can't. I can't. That is so sneaky. Like, in my mind, I'm going, there has to be some sort of legal repercussions. I would go back to the real estate agent and say, they literally tried to hide these things from us. They offered us the furniture so that we wouldn't lift it and see. Uh They left that decorative item so we wouldn't see it. Probably a huge vase on top of the fridge. That's what I'm thinking, too. Yes. No, that is... um, wouldn't that be considered bait and switch? Yes, and excuse me, I would be going and not to the disclosing inspector because when you guys bought your home, don't you have you to pay like, a lot of money for that inspection? You want it, but I'm imagine it's required. But it is right, so that you yes. know, you know what, this plumbing's corroded. You're going to have to replace the plumbing under the house, and that's going to be fifty grand. And you're like, guess well, what? We're not buying this house. Exactly, exactly, because you also pay a lot of money for that inspection. It is required, but it's Mm -hmm. also expensive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you didn't catch any of this? I would be going after both parties, the inspector. And actually all of it. Real estate agent, inspector, inspector, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think you did. Inspector uh, like- Clouseau. I don't know. I think that was like a childhood memory coming back. <laughs> Sometimes was- words just hit weird. Last night I was listening to, I was watching a documentary, Shocker, and this woman used the word, and now I'm so scared to say it because I kept thinking, is that right? <laughs> how do you say this word? I don't know why it just hit my head wrong. Incongruous or incongruous? Oh, God. Incongruous, I think. But my pronunciations are god-awful on so many things. Well, it just got me thinking, how do I pronounce that word? And then I was like, probably you don't use it. Well, incongruous is like, isn't there a, isn't there a, a, like they don't match, like they butt heads, it's incongruous. Now we're going to have to look it up. A break in in continuity is what I think, but that's me. No, continuity is not trying to deduce possibilities from the multiple choice oh god i have anxiety not in harmony so yeah i was right not in harmony or keeping with the surroundings other aspects of something the duffel coat Hmm. looked incongruous incongruous i'm gonna look at the the phonetic spelling with the black dress she wore underneath wait (laughs) i love that example in the dictionary (laughs) is it is it a jab at a woman's outfit. She wore a large puffy coat instead of a camel hair trench to her ankles. Take it easy, Oxford. With a Burberry scarf and a belt. Come on. Okay, so let's see. Incongruous. In, yeah, con. Because it's a, a K, like the phonetic spelling. K-A with, is it an umlaut, the two dots? Yes. Congruous. Incongruous. Okay, well, I don't know why we took that deep dive. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Inspector. Anyway, I would be livid, and it's also, I know what it's like to be pregnant, and I can't imagine how you feel right now. Yes. The last thing you want to do. Oh my god! I'm. Sh- I bet you anything. I'd be bald at this point. Like my hair would just start falling out. <laughs> because that, then you start going. If that, what else? Mm-hmm. Like, is a cockroach going to hand me my coat out the front closet, and I don't know <laughs> that they've been living there? <laughs> Ugh, I'm so sorry for that. Yes. Congrats okay. on the upcoming arrival of your child. It's and- a baby. Seriously, uh, that sucks. And definitely, I know, like, sometimes I am so guilty of this. I am the queen of getting 
riled up to myself or to a friend or whatever and then being like, and I'm going to, and then I don't. I just, I'm like, yeah, I no, can't do deal this. with it anymore. Go after this, this. these people. It's your right. It's not okay financially and honestly, not emotionally either for the stress that it's putting you under, including with having a child on the way. That's enough yes. in the best of circumstances. And it really so. is fraud. It really is. Yes. They were, yes. They were, they were taken advantage of. Ugh, I hate it. Yep. So sorry. That's but yes, congrats. And when that baby gets so... there, it's all hard. It's all hard and everything when that baby gets there, but also you're going to have the time of your life too. Like, yeah. Like, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And I'm sorry that happened. Ugh. Exactly. Boo oi, oi, oi. to your <laughs> former homeowners. Boo. Jessica's using her, her mouth masks for you. You'll have to watch Yay it on YouTube. to your baby on the way. Yay. <laughs> Those are so creepy, you weirdo. <laughs> But that explains why we're friends, because everybody knows I love the creeps. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do we think we have time for one more rant? Yeah, do it. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my rant also is from someone at the show, and I love this one. Um, I love it because uh, getting this perspective, like this person's perspective, will be different from you and I because we're married. And we've seen it from the outside. So anyway, here we go. The dating world! Exclamation point. Mm. Everyone out there in the dating world seems like they want to sell you a market version of themselves. Some approved version by social media. Authentic people that are vulnerable and open are so rare to come by. And that was the end of the rant. It's short and simple because it's to the point. Mm-hmm. Um... I have had, so we live in Los Angeles where a lot of people wait. They don't get married at 22, 23 like I did. Even you. How old? You don't have to answer that. I was going to say, how old were you no, when you I got don't married? Care. Uh, uh, 20. I'm embarrassed. I don't remember. I don't know how old I was. Do you know how long you've been married? I don't remember. I think. You don't know how long you've been married. I don't. I don't. Oh, God. I don't. Is Alan anywhere near you? Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Let's if just I... say I was in my late 30s. <laughs> if I were a meaner person, I would text your husband right now because I know he's on the other side of that. I... <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, we have the thing every year and at least one person in our family is always like, happy anniversary. And we're both like, oh God, I forgot. Happy anniversary. It's not I the right day. I think that's so normal. In a, honestly, in a healthy relationship, it's not like that's a bigger, you love each other every day. Exactly. I'm just, and I'm just giving you a hard time. There's nothing wrong with this, but we I've never been, had a wedding. So right, that's say, part of why I don't remember. Well, we had our, our sure. own little thing. You know, my... Dan and I did get married, but we were the yes. only two there. So we had a ceremony yes. and stuff. But I'm only but you laughing had a beautiful because I've elopement. done. Yes. But I'm laughing because I'm the same way. It's only like very frequently I don't. Whereas Dan Tipton remembers the date of our first date. Oh. Uh, like everything. He's just really good at remembering. I love that. And I never do. So anyway, I'm just giving you a hard time because I'm exactly the same way. <laughs> anyway, a lot of people in Los Angeles wait until they're a little bit older before yeah. they know themselves. They know what they want. They find somebody on the same page, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's probably for the best. Um, right. But but I do wonder though, because of how many single girlfriends and and guy friends that I have out mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm sorry, my kitty cat has arthritis. She's gotten medicine, but I don't know if you can hear her throwing a fit over here. She gets mad at her little body and growls at herself and chases her tail. It makes me sad. Ow. Oh, she just hissed. She has arthritis, but she just got medicine, so in about 10 minutes, she'll be okay. Poor baby. Um. Mm. Anyway, if you hear, like, a Tasmanian devil in the background, Lennis, it's Cutter, just so. <laughs> oh, my God. I know, baby. I see you. You're okay. Anyway, how do people date? Period. Let alone online. 
you know, I am that girlfriend for a lot of my girlfriends that they're like, I'm putting, I'm sharing my location with you. I'm meeting mm-hmm. this person at this place. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, not mm-hmm. only is it scary, but also, have you ever gotten on some of those online? I know what this person's talking about, whether it's male or female, it works both ways. But like, have you ever seen like the profile pictures and stuff some people choose? Yeah, of course. Like one guy, I swear to God, it was a picture of an avocado in a microwave. And I was like, what the hell are you supposed to glean about this man from a picture of an avocado in a microwave? And it wasn't artistic. There was no like fun filter on it. It was like, looked like a digital camera shot of a microwave in maybe an office building because the fluorescent lighting was terrible and an avocado. (laughs) I think the biggest problem is... Who do you think you're fooling by doing that? Having a picture that doesn't even show you or having like the best glamour shot picture version of you. Yeah. Because when you meet that person, it's the same thing. I think we've talked about this before. I love our friend, Josh Dubose. He was the only honest friend when I got my first like profesh, like expensive headshots out here. He was the only honest friend who, went against the picture that everyone else chose. He goes, it's too pretty. He goes, and you know, I'm not insulting you and saying you're not an attractive woman. He goes, it's too pretty. That is not you. That is not what you are going to look like when you go in that room. And that's exuding a totally different vibe. He was a hundred percent correct. So again, with social media, putting on our best and only pictures like that, when you meet someone or you lie about your height, your age, whatever you overly photoshop your pictures you think somebody's gonna meet me and not see these black holes under my eyes that have right. been five years old right. okay. or me and me and my double chins and my all of it starting to look like a bulldog up here like you can't hide that once you meet somebody putting, in person no putting old pictures of you where it's like you may have looked like that 20 years ago but guess what well, it's a privilege to age now you're grown now you're 40 let's see what yes, you look like and, at 40 well and i'm sorry but if you're putting that out there like that then again you know i use this a lot in life if that what else like what else are you hiding what yes. else are you trying to cover up you know in social media anyway is so bad about that um you know, we all know everybody puts the best up there. Look, even just for an immediate example, mm-hmm. Jessica and I were kind of talking about this. You know, of course we put up those pictures of us out having fun. We're at the parties. We're at the whatever this weekend. Right. But I I was there for work. I was mm-hmm. very busy. You know, yes, I did have some pockets of fun. But when right. I wasn't there, I was still preparing in my mind for my workshop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you are headlining a festival like that or an instructor at a festival, you you need to be a little bit social, or at least I like to be. I like to make of myself course. somewhat available if people have questions and stuff. So it is work. So it's like, yeah, if you look at, you know, my, my Instagram is what I would call a personality page. It's just the things mm-hmm. I love in life, the people I love in life, you know, stuff like that. But it is a crafted personality. If I put the truth of, what I looked like 10 minutes before we got on this video, oof, it'd be a whole different page. <laughs> mm-hmm. We could have an only fan of the pictures that we send only to each other. Cause I don't send them to anyone else in my life except Dana. Yes. Of, I'm telling you where I'm not being arrogant, but I'm going to say you guys might not believe it's us. That's how horrific. That's how they horrible. Are. <laughs> I'm thinking of the last one I sent you were so help me God. It one. looked worse than Nick Nolte's mugshot. I can't believe you just said that. Because <laughs> I was thinking you looked like Nick Nolte's mugshot. A hundred percent. I was like, I don't I don't even know if I can send this to Dana. It's that <laughs> traumatizing. But I did. She's the only one I've I would sent, ever share that with. I've sent you worse, Jessica. I know it. I know it. I've it's sent you so ones where my hair control. was so insane, and then I made my face look like I was a who from Whoville. Do you remember <laughs> that one? Like this, yes. where I put grapes in my lips? Mm. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my God. I well, don't I know how this. you 
genuine you meet a genuine person right now and i don't know, I know how you know if they're being genuine so i get totally. this rant so hard that and the the lack of vulnerability so i will say this before we move into our move cleansing on. um i know the person who wrote this rant that was at the festival and i'm not gonna put them on blast or embarrass them by saying their name but um you are a gem and you are a catch and anyone that you uh may encounter in this dating pool and world should be so lucky as to have someone like you as their partner so i see Aww. you the right person will come and you don't change a thing because you are one of the most authentic and lovely people I've had the pleasure of knowing. I really mean that uh, it will happen. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I love that. But it will happen. I love that you know who it is. Um, and I would just say um, I really do believe birds of a feather flock together. Like I do believe yes. that you attract you attract a lot like-minded people into your life and just from being around the people that this person obviously is around this weekend mm -hmm. you're already cultivating that in your life so yep. it's just a matter of time before that right authentic vulnerable genuine person walks into your life I exactly believe. i love it all right um well it's time for a cleansing breath i would oh, say we yeah it is we didn't get too wound up good for us I know. I'm telling you, the good, we need to take a vacation once a month. I thought the, okay. Every other weekend, maybe every other weekend to start. <laughs> All right. Well, the I'll staple of it. our show is we like to rant out the frustrations, the anxiety, our complaints, our listeners write mm -hmm. in stuff for us this week. We And for the next several weeks, probably we'll have a few here and there that are from yeah. the people from our live show. So we get all of that out, we take a deep breath in, blow it all out, <clears throat> and then we spend the rest of the show filling up with goodness. So exactly, if you can scream it out, I welcome it. It'll feel great yes. for you. Just don't hurt your throat. Do it safely. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, at least pause. I swear, wherever you are, just pause and take this breath with us. Mm -hmm. It will make you feel better, I promise. It's just science, y'all. Okay, ready? Yes, indeed. Take a deep breath in. And ah. yay, that was lovely. It was All right, lovely. are we moving into corners? Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do one corner? Yeah. Or are we gonna get through it? Uh, we'll see. I'll try to shorten this up because uh, we could talk about this subject forever, and I already shortened a, a very lengthy article. So, I, in keeping yeah. with our amazing homage to State College, we uh, chose some corners that come to us from the state of Pennsylvania. This is a animal instincts corner, even though that feel guilty for calling it that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Philly's chicken man declines PETA's vegan challenge after a 40-day rotisserie chicken binge. So I was angry and I was going to make him a weirdo of the week, but he is doing some good things. So I'm going to okay. tell you, this is a very interesting story here. So okay. South Philadelphia resident Alexander Tominsky was dubbed the chicken man after successfully eating an entire rotisserie chicken every day for 40 days straight. His feet was capped off by one bird, by one last bird, and at an old pier near a Walmart in front of spectators who cheered him on as he scarfed down his meal. In response to Tominsky, who garnered national attention, PETA, the animal rights activist group, issued a new challenge. They wanted the Philadelphia chicken man to go vegan. PETA said it would offer Tominsky a starter kit with a 40-day subscription to Purple Carrot, a vegan meal service, and supply him with vegan treats if he agreed. Oh. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Tominsky, however, had no interest in doing another food challenge. Understandable. Mm -hmm. In a direct message exchange, Tominsky shared with Philly Voice the same message he sent PETA. I can understand why my project would inspire you to reach out to me. At the moment, I cannot commit to any food challenges. However, I understand the symbolism of the offered challenge, and it does have me thinking about the cause and message your organization stands by. Okay. To counteract the 40 chickens I consumed, I plan to never eat chicken again. I also plan to cut back on the meat I eat, but to choose a vegan lifestyle, I will not commit to it. 
I would feel like a hypocrite considering I am using my new platform to help get donations for food pantries in the city of Philadelphia. 16% of all households in Philly face food insecurity. Turning down animal-based foods is just not an option I can accept. Regardless, I respect your organization and it has value and you stand up for what you believe in. I think that's a very interesting and honest take um yes, it is um we all know that i have such a, a hard uh mm-hmm. <laughs> hard journey uh just internally personally um yep. i try i try not to eat meat and i and i'm fairly successful at it my family still eats me like my immediate mm-hmm. family, in my home mm-hmm. and my family that doesn't live with me my right close inner circle and i certainly don't judge them because I think that is a personal decision, and I do respect that he didn't just take it for the moment of fame, for the flash in the pan, that he Mm -hmm. really did consider it and say, I would be a hypocrite. Because when people say to me, oh, you're vegetarian, I go, no, I am not. I just try my hardest not to eat meat. That's as far as I can get right now. Right. Exactly. You know, my friend Kate makes fun of me because I eat meat at weddings if there's not and and another Mm -hmm. available option or sometimes i just choose that as my i end up feeling guilty for it but that's still i'm still on that journey and like listen if i could ever get to the point where i could be vegan holy cow i would love that i really would i don't know that i'm strong enough to do that (laughs) (laughs) but i respect that not only is he being mindful of it and really processing it and respectful Mm -hmm. of their organization but I also love that he's turning around and doing something good for his community. Totally. Because and at the end yeah, of the day, go on. No, I, I mean forty chickens is a lot of a lot of murder uh, for one for one man. <laughs> it's it's hard to take. Um, and you know, listen, this is coming from a girl who was like, "Now I just don't eat piggies." Well, now I just mm-hmm. don't eat um, piggies and cows. Okay, well, now I'm feeling bad for chickens. Okay, well, now I definitely can't eat a turkey because I love tofu <laughs> tofu the turkey from Wolfgang. Uh, you know, like, I can't. Um, yes. It's, it's a process for everyone. And who knows where this mm-hmm. guy's going to be in 10 years, you know? And it may right. not change his life or it might, but I like that he was so mindful about it. Totally. I think we both are on the same page about this, too. It's like, at the end of the day... Uh, I think what we, I hate to say we are against, but it's uh, the industrialization of animals. Like there's nothing wrong with, and we both personally know a lot of people that raise livestock and have farms and all of that kind of stuff. That's completely different than these insane mass produced uh, meat factories. Pardon my language. I don't know how else to call it. I'm not going to dwell on it. We could talk about this forever but it's just again everybody could eat meat one last time a week that would do eons uh especially with the uh consumption in this country buy something local when we get meat we go to our local farmer's market and get grass-fed living on a ranch living out a nice light like instead of buying this mass-produced garbage meat at the grocery store that yeah is probably uh 10 or more dollars cheaper than getting it somewhere else. But I'm going to stop. I'm going to go on a diatribe. Uh, let's I know. Hear and then yours, I'll, and then I need I'll to, end up, I'm going to turn it I'll into a crying. Rant. I know. I'll end up crying. It'll be a whole, it'll be a whole deal. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a personal choice. Uh, I would encourage you if you're concerned mm-hmm. about the planet, if you're an animal lover, just start thinking about it a little bit. Just, just see if you could, make a once a week mm-hmm. change and then maybe it's a once a day change and then you know anyway that is exactly. what it is okay so i have a what the what corner mm-hmm. um this is from centerdaily.com uh this is a pennsylvania article for teddy bears and all other stuffed toys in pennsylvania it is not easy being green in fact it's impossible under a 62 year old law all stuffed toys distributed and sold in this state are required to be made from new materials but now a state senator is looking to lift a restriction that hamstrings manufacturers and retailers in the toy business senator devlin robinson 
along with Democratic Senator John Kane of Delaware County and Art Haywood of Montgomery County, are proposing legislation that would allow toys to be stuffed with recycled materials. Many manufacturers and retailers have set sustainability goals for their products, which can hmm. only be met by using recycled materials. Um, many consumers prefer to purchase items made from recycled materials to lessen their environmental footprint. Updating this little-known law will bring Pennsylvania in line with other global stuffed toy requirements, enabling manufacturers and retailers to make and sell stuffed toys with recycled materials in the state as they do throughout the rest of the country. Um, there's Pennsylvania is only one of three states. Ohio and Massachusetts are the others that imposes restrictions on the use of recyclable materials. I, that's interesting to know. I wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty obscure law, and people say, wait, what? We have a stuffed toy law? In fact, we do, he said. Obviously, in 1961, they did not particularly contemplate people using recycled materials and stuffed toys. But given that recycled material goes through the same extensive testing and safety review to ensure that it meets all the current industry standards new materials that new materials do, and couple that with people's desire to be environmentally conscious, he said it may well be time to update this law as the Toy Association has requested. So I love that. They're working on it. This mm-hmm. update will allow manufacturers to ensure global supply chain a safety as well as producing safe, sustainable stuffed toys. Yay! Love That's it. progress. Also, I was really excited to learn that there's only three states. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. That means that other states hopefully are using recycled materials. Yes. So that that, that filling doesn't just end up in landfills. Please. We need love it. it. Yeah, come on, Pennsylvania. You can do it. Well, keeping with our eco-friendly and sustainable theme, uh, my rave for today is about used book and record stores. Dana and I are a huge fan of places like that. It's a miracle that we didn't spend the entire day in the place where we went twice while we were in state college um so this is a general homage and shout out for the used book and record stores around the country we have lots of them in la and i love it anytime i'm in a town and i see well i like any bookstore but if i see a used bookstore i'm like uh i'm slipping in here so we had a treasure trove as we went through webster's which is in like the downtown core of State College. It has an insane book selection categorized perfectly by every single thing you could imagine. Yes. yes. Uh gonna regret that record. Dana told me she's like, You're I gonna regret you to it. it. And I do. I told you. There was a real amazing, I mean, from Richard Marks to people that I've never heard of. I just kept pulling out album after album. Now, I need y'all to know, I don't have a record player. (laughs) But I was like, this is a dollar? And the guy's name is like Slim Beef Eatons? Why aren't I getting this? But the record Uh, was Sleepy La Beef. Let me just share this with (laughs) y'all. That's Jessica. Sleepy La Beef. I don't know why, why that cowboy, why is he at a farmer's market? I don't understand. I love it. Why is he so sleepy <laughs> if he's eating good vegetables? Why are you so wide-eyed like something from Five Nights at Freddy's? Like, I can't. I <laughs> because I thought I was going to buy it. I'm very upset. Um, Nick, I that was going to be for you, next, so I'm really the upset. The next day, I said, even. You were like, well, how do we get it back? And given... The way I saw you have to smush your suitcase down, yes, it would have busted. But the man offered to send it to you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. So they had dirt cheap books, great albums, a cafe, live music, an incredible vintage store. I bought two things, like an old Pennsylvania Dutch sign that's Mm -hmm. in like... uh, the Amish dialect. It was so cute. I can't even remember yes. what it says now. I'll have to put a picture of that. And then this cool, like, cutting off a tree branch that somebody painted on. Alan yeah. thinks it's hideous. He's like, what is that? Why did you get it? That is so Hilarious. ugly. I love it. 
And the last thing I will say, support your places. This all keeps shit out of landfills. The vintage store gems. Oh my God. I am so embarrassed. We will post a picture with the name of that store on our social media. The owner Tiger's Eye. Nicer. Her prices Ti- Tiger's were Eye. Tiger's Eye. Thank Tiger's you. Eye Vintage. Tiger's Eye Vintage. Yes. Please, if you're in State College, check them out. And then again, Webster's, we went back the next day. They hosted, well, I mean, it was for anyone, but like they encouraged people that were still there from the festival, a vegan brunch. That I've never so seen or experienced that. Incredible. It was so good. You, y'all a know me. I'm a picky, buffet. picky eater. It was a huge buffet. It was vegan everything. Chili, tofu scramble, like everything was. Lentil was loaf. Quinoa. Yeah, some quinoa Ugh. there. What was that? Um, chickpea salad. Oh my salad God, the garbanzo or, or, and garbanzo. pepita salad. Oh. Everything was amazing. Those scones, those vegan yep. scones. Did you have one? Ugh. And then also I had a brown cow, which I didn't know what that was. It's basically like a latte with chocolate milk. But the chocolate milk. Um, uh, Came from the local creamery. To, from the creamery, and I was able to get lac- lactose intolerant uh, kind. They had dairy that. Free. Yes, mine was dairy free. I used almond it, it was incredible. Ooh. And the owner of Webster's, what a delight! Lovely, a yeah. true Renaissance woman. And while we were all sitting there, she came by and introduced herself to everyone. Like wanted to know where they were from, and then was like, "Would you like some pancakes?" So we're yeah. all already sitting with our huge plates of this feast that she made. Mm-hmm. And then she went in the kitchen and one by one would bring out a fresh banana pancake that was so beyond. Yeah, what a so treat! Good. And then she came over to us and gave us those buttons. We'll do a rave about that organization on another episode but it was like these buttons that see it say be kind 100 percent." it's an organization yes. we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to it in the next few weeks but anyway just so lovely and then i was talking to some other people about her from the community mm-hmm. she's also a playwright she also directs Incredible. she also is in plays like they said that mm-hmm. she's just constantly putting into the community at all times yep Oh, and I'm so glad that you say that. She also, uh, James and Kimberly said during COVID, uh, once a week had meals. People could just show up and she would give you a homemade meal. Wow. So those are the kind of people that we need in this world that keep things going. Their energy. Please support places like Webster's. Whatever you have in your community, I know you do. They're really a, a treasure trove on every level. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Yay. Okay. And for me this week, I can't believe we made it to our raves already. I was like, oh, I know. We talked so long at the top. Okay. So <laughs> this one is um, interesting because what I'm raving about, we actually saw this on a sign just walking mm-hmm. the streets in State College. Uh, exactly. Maybe everybody knew about this, but I had never heard of it. Duncan Iced Coffee Day. So Duncan Donuts or as... I think East Coast people call it Dunks. They just call it Dunks. (laughs) They have this thing. We saw a sign. So, unfortunately, it is today. So, by the time Mm -hmm. this comes out. But there's a reason we we still wanted to share it. So, today, May 23rd, we saw a sign hanging in Duncan of State College. And it said, get a cup of good karma. One dollar from every iced coffee sold today helps kids in local hospitals. So, uh... The, the website you can go to check that out is joyandchildhoodfoundation.org. That's one of the one of the places that they donate to. Is that, am I correct? I think that's that? the it's a foundation by Dunkin' Donuts. By and Dunkin'. All of these things are under that umbrella. Oh, I think you're right because it says mm-hmm. uh, founded in 2006, the Dunkin' Joy in Childhood Foundation. So yeah, it's their organization mm-hmm. is an independent 501c3 organization powered by Dunkin' and the generosity of our franchises, partners, employees, and guests. Our mission is to provide the simple joys of childhood to kids battling hunger or illness. We believe impact is felt most at the local level. Thanks to franchises and brand employees who volunteer their time to identify the biggest needs in communities, organize local fundraising and volunteer events, and conduct local grant making, we're able to maximize our impact for kids who need joy the most. So they get local grants. um, They provide grants to hundreds of nonprofits, big and small. Organizations Mm -hmm. include food pantries, children's hospitals, camps, programs designed to provide joy to those who need it. Uh, They also have Dogs for Joy program. 
which grants uh, awards grants to children's hospitals to launch a new in residence dog program or expand mm. their existing. I love that so much. I love that. In residence dogs are trained service dogs and full time employees of the hospital who bring comfort and joy to their patients and their families. They also have a teen program. Hospitalized teens sometimes miss out on milestone moments. The Duncan mm. Joy in Childhood Foundation provides grants to hospitals to provide a teen prom experience to pediatric patients ages 13 to 19, from venue to decor, signage, food, beverage, and more. I think that's beautiful. So, so beautiful. Such a great organization. I had someone in my life who did not get to live long enough mm-hmm. to experience those moments. So that's really, really cool. Um, so anyway, we know it just happened today, sorry, but we wanted to tell you about it because this is an organization that is operation operational all year round, all these different yes. tiers and all the ways they help. So please check mm-hmm. them out. I'm going to say their website again, uh, org. It is run mm-hmm. by Dunkin' Donuts, but the tendrils of help that they send out throughout communities and, and, and yes. I believe local to wherever People want to take advantage. Mm-hmm. Check it out. See if you can, you know, find some some ways to either give back or use those resources if you're in need. So totally awesome. Thank you, Dunkin' Donuts. Shout out to Steve mm-hmm. for the coffee and the. Donut. Shout out to Steve Yost, who owned the franchise of Dunkin' Donuts that I worked at my first job. Uh, that was a great experience. I worked with my friend Marianne every saturday and sunday morning at 6 a.m because that's what every high schooler wants to do but my god we did it and it was our choice but we loved it and uh i will just give another quick plug because i thought why not we're talking about duncan uh steve's son my friend jt who i love dearly that has been a friend since childhood that i'm still in touch with he is an incredibly talented illustrator. He was one of those dudes that just like would draw and you're like, what? What? He drew all the posters for his band and many others. When we were in high school, I still have so many copies of those things. Uh, But his name is JT Yost and he owns Birdcage Bottom Books, a small independent publisher in New York City. And I ordered a bunch of his stuff. They had a GoFundMe and a Kickstarter for like new artists and all this stuff. I got a treasure trove of graphic novels, zines, artwork, all kinds of stuff from them. So just throwing that out there, I'll post a link to Birdcage Bottom Books too. Why not? Yes. Love it. Awesome. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Uh, Do you want to tell people how to get a hold of us? Sure do, because I forgot at the top. So you guys, well, just, I knew uh, we were in a hurry. So yeah, I knew we were in a hurry. So we didn't. I didn't say anything. I forgot. Uh, please find us uh, on Facebook and Instagram at the Rants and Raves Podcast on TikTok at the Rants and Raves P. Our YouTube channel going strong, y'all. You can go back and you're like, hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. Oh, maybe you'll watch a live episode of the Rants and Raves podcast because we have both the audio version and the full video available on our YouTube channel. You can always send us an email at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com or go to the contact button of our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Thank Yay! you, Dana. You are an absolute delight, and I really really and feel so lucky and fortunate that we got to have such a fun weekend together it was a long time coming we hadn't recorded next to each other in the same freaking room in in over three three years years. i mean i've seen her in person but it was very special to be sitting next to her and i don't know just having it was great connection and also i i feel the same i mean right back at you uh when we went around shopping in all the little stores it felt like being with my mama because you yes. like when I say that Jessica removed every item from this little basket so she could look at every <laughs> single one of them. I'm not lying. And I was like, that's how my mom was. And I was Hilarious. there for it. I mean, I walked <laughs> around that. I looked at every little thing in that store. Anyway, it was just fun. Being the Nittany Quill. How dare we not shout out the Nittany Quill? We'll talk about it at some point for sure. We can't You'll not. see pictures of forever. us. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was just God. really, really lovely. And I, I enjoyed it so it. Fun. getting to experience it with you. I think knowing that Same. I was going to be able to be with you sort of gave me the courage to try that this year um, on a date oh, that's hard that. for me. Yeah. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Oh. Usually I bring a point to ponder or say, are you watching anything? I don't know. We've both been so busy. Has there been anything for you? Uh, I started to try to watch Muppets Mayhem. I'm like, I'll watch one episode. And I was so exhausted yesterday because I ran around getting prepared for my next trip. Yeah. Big shocker. And I fell asleep five minutes later. Alan's like, Jessica, you're sleeping. Yeah. So, no. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be a few weeks till I watch anything. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You've got a busy few weeks coming. Um. I watched a movie on the plane. It's not just on Netflix. It was from mm. 2017. I never saw it. I believe it was called 1922. Neil McDonough's it. There's great actors, and it was a Stephen mm. King novella. Real cre- You know me. I like scaries. It's, but it's not yes. like horror, but it is scary. It's creepy. Creepy. Hmm. So anyway, if you like that kind of stuff, you might want to check that Whoa. out. Or if you just need to do dishes and just listen to something, you can put our podcast on youtube and only glance at us when we do something crazy while you do the dishes that's how i listen that's how i listen to podcasts on youtube i'll watch it while i'm doing dishes and if i hear something i'm like anyway jessica i love you i love you my friend can't be said enough times thank you to everyone in pennsylvania thank you to jill and lennis it was such an absolute pleasure to meet you um we had a ball, and I, I and we did. it was a really special We're... trip. Yep. Yep. So I guess that's it. I, I didn't bring I a point to ponder. Fun. I would just say, you know, we get so busy in life, and sometimes it's impossible for us to even take a, a breath. But if there's some event or something that you know is going to be special to you or people mm-hmm. that you're like, I just want to meet them, or I just find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yes. It really is awesome. Like, I always think, I can't take a break. I've got too much going on. But, you know, this was a job, so it wasn't a break for me. But it felt like one just spiritually, I guess. Yeah. And we (laughs) all need a break. So California hoo-ha-ha, but it really did. It felt like a spiritual break and a breath of fresh air. So it was lovely. I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. Well-deserved, lady. Thank you. Thank you for letting me drag you out there with me. I loved it. Good, good. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. Love you, Jess. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.